everyone and welcome back to Akashic Records Truths with Nikki and Jada. So today I actually wanted to talk about death because in the last couple episodes we've talked a bit about death and I think it's time we bring that up. Yeah, so for a lot of people there's everyone has their belief system around death. So please don't get offended if you have a certain belief system about how heaven works and that sort of stuff. We're here talking about the truth from the Akashic Records. This is our truth. It's the information that we have access to. That is Jada's gift. Is to share the truth but at the end of the day you take what you want and leave the rest so if this is not the episode for you that's totally okay we understand but we're going to share with you what the Akashic Record says about heaven and hell and how that process all works so Jada this is your topic so why don't you start off so heaven is real but not the way you think a lot of people believe that heaven is uh, like retirement and that's not what it is it's a place where after you died you go up there and you reflect on your life yeah reflect on all the all the things you've done in your life and then you basically have to you have to learn about those things and then you have to come back down and try and do it better we do reincarnate is ultimately what jada is saying the libraries of heaven is like a it's kind of like a train station when we pass away we go there and we look at everywhere or everything that we've done in this in the last life that you lived you have your memories right when you're back in the libraries of heaven so when you're back in the libraries of heaven you also get all of your memories back from all your lives so if you've lived you know 10 lives or whatever that is you can see all of that while you're in the libraries of heaven and basically you go up there and you reflect on this life that you just finished and you see what you did good see what you didn't do so well and then you ultimately have to if you haven't enlightened so enlightenment it's a whole nother process that's if you completed your entire learning journey as a human being you enlighten and then you move on to an entirely different position so um a new role yeah there really is no end no. though so a lot of people would think if you do everything right you go up to heaven and then you just Watch sit TV. on the porch <laughs> swing chilling yeah it's not it's not actually like that we're conscious beings the only way that the universe evolves is when we are experiencing new experiences creating building and every single one of us does that for eternity so sorry if that <laughs> makes you feel tired but ultimately it doesn't really end we get to choose what we want to create and we do that in many different things and different ways when you said that it just reminded me of a, of a bee's life where he's all oh, we have to work forever we just don't stop <laughs> yeah but once you become more enlightened or you become more aware life gets easier there's still challenges to conquer but figuring out you know how to navigate through those challenges easier as you know here on earth when we're faced with one thing the first time it might be extremely hard and difficult but with practice it gets easier if we haven't enlightened then we have to build a new life Yes. In, so let's talk a little bit. When What does that um, rebuilding process look like? Well, you got to create the life you want to have. So it's sort of like creating an avatar sort of thing on a video game. That includes then, your personality. Yeah, your personality, all the things you want to happen in your life to help you learn the challenges that you didn't learn in your last life. 
So with that, for anyone that gets readings done and things like that, you know, they say the future is fluid. It is. However, there are certain milestones that you set um, before you, when you're creating your life that will happen no matter what. These milestones are huge um, learning experiences and they're... They don't tend to change very often unless the universe decides that it's very important for something that's happened down here or something significant has changed. So you choose the paths that you want to go down. Like we have free will here on earth. We choose the paths. There's many paths to the same destination, but those milestones are the end result. So whether you choose a really hard path to get there, you know, by making many mistakes or repeating the same mistakes, at the end, you will eventually end up at that same milestone as if you took the very short road of learning very quickly and getting there right away. We get to choose the little steps along the way and that's ultimately what readers, um, psychic readers and stuff and guidance is there to help with is to show you the different sort of paths that are in front of you, what you're currently, what path you're currently on and how to navigate in a way that is going to suit you best. So you can take someone's advice or take a reader's advice or you cannot take their advice. Eventually you get to the same place, but the experience that you're going to have, experiences that you're going to have along the way that, you know, that guidance can help you decide, oh, well, I don't want to have to dig myself out of a hole um, to get there or, or I really want to experience it in a slow and scenic kind of way. So that's where readings come in to help. All right, back on the way it happens. So then once you've created those milestones, personality, everything like that, then then you will get kind of like a pop-up of all the families that are looking for children or like about to have a baby or something like that that don't conflict with your milestones. So if you want to have a challenging life, you're not going to be with a super rich family that's going to make it super easy. Yeah, so you're going to choose a family that is going to align with your goals and your experiences. When you look at things, you think, oh, well, I wouldn't choose to be given up for adoption, or I wouldn't choose to be in a foster family, or I wouldn't choose to be poor, or I wouldn't choose these adversities. But the truth is, we do. We choose all of them. And it's so that we can experience something different, so that it can bring us closer to enlightenment. So then, once you've picked, so it'll have this pop-up of all those families, and once you've picked one, then you can either stay in creating stage, or you can decide to lock down, which is like deciding that you're fully committed to the family that you've picked, and you're just waiting for them to basically get pregnant, ready for you to pop down into that that family or you can choose not to do that until you're completely certain and stay in this creating stage which is where you're still working on your avatar or if you're still not quite sure then you can stay in that that stage until you're ready so that's what we we're saying if you listen to the episode about the baby that i lost i had known for two years that i was having him and because we are so intertwined with the universe and our guides and all of that there are a lot of things that took place around that we ended up having another baby before him 
our baby girl ended up taking his place for different reasons. We won't get into that, but he let her take that spot and he decided to wait in hopes that we would have another one, which was kind of a promise that me and my husband had made that, yeah, okay, he swapped spots with her. So we'll definitely have him when we're able to do that. He had created his entire life and he had been actually waiting for us for quite a long time. Even before we knew we wanted to have another child, he was waiting there. He was convinced that... That was the family. That was the family. Yeah, it was... So he was like locked down before we even knew we were... we, We even... She didn't want another child and he was locked down before and... Yeah, the universe kept telling him, look, you need to move on. Like, this isn't going to happen. She doesn't want another child. And he's like, no, I'm waiting. (laughs) I'm waiting. It wasn't until I had a reading done a few years ago, and she had said, oh, I see a baby boy. And I said, I don't think so. I'm not having another kid. (laughs) Not a chance am I having another kid. And then... Yeah, I ended up having, well... A baby girl, and then pretty soon, a baby boy. Yeah, so when I say him, he is actually a boy. I already knew that a long time ago, and I knew that the one I just had, who's just turned a year, I knew I was having her. I didn't know if she was going to be a girl or a boy because of the circumstances, but I knew she was coming before this little baby. His, His spirit name is Edward, so if you hear me call him that, or Jax is the name we'll call him when he's born. So if you hear Jax or Edward, that's who we're talking about is my unborn child or our unborn child so zoe is our little girl who's now one year old so anyways moving on from that so okay we've talked about the libraries of heaven and what that looks like so what does that leave hell hell is basically a metaphor for earth and the reason i say this is because of basically having to come down to earth over and over until you get it right that's what a lot of people say hell is Well, if anyone actually watches Lucifer, they explain that process quite well, except for they show you going down into the ground or whatever, into hell, and repeating your mistakes over and over again, your guilt, this um, replaying your mistakes in your life. Uh, There is something else similar to that, but that's not where we as humans go. So don't be concerned if you're made a mistake and you think you're going to hell for making that one mistake. You're going to live there forever. That's not... No, we're supposed to live many, many experiences, and that includes mistakes and doing bad things and all those sorts of things. We're supposed to learn from them, and the only way to learn from our mistakes is by trying those things. We're not encouraging you to go do bad things. That's not what we're saying, but... We're not encouraging you to be perfect either. It's like an enlightened pastor. Yeah. It's It's just, you're, you're meant to come down, learn from your mistakes, and try them again with the mistakes you learn. Just keep learning. It's a process. So there's no way to make that fast or to slow down. So yeah, hell essentially being earth is the fact that you come down here, you reincarnate until you have fulfilled your purpose, your overall purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Many, many experiences. There are lessons that you have in the, like in your file that when you've completed all of those lessons and all of those experiences, then you enlighten and then you move on to the next chapter. Like we said before, you don't stop when you get up to libraries of heaven. When you get up to libraries of heaven, a lot of times you end up becoming a spirit guide for another human and your next challenge is being invisible and nobody knowing you exist and trying to get that person or that human to enlighten in their life so you kind of give them subtle hints and you're guiding them along the way towards the reason we go through earth is so that we can then help 
other people on earth because we've already been through all those experiences. Exactly. After you enlighten, you become a mentor for another human being. And that's an experience in itself for us as well, becoming aware of what we forgot was there or what was invisible to the naked eye. It's reconnecting spiritually. Moving on from hell. So my middle daughter, Talia, she's eight years old and she is gifted. We mentioned in the last episode that one of her gifts is animals and that tends to be... Nature's warrior is what they call her. So she's all about saving the world and taking care of the things that people don't realize are really important. So since she was two years old, she's been picking up garbage off the side of the road. Her favorite toy is the um, garbage picker upper and she gets very angry when she sees people littering or when they harm animals and things like that. When she sees something that dies or hears something dies, it crushes her soul. Like it is just heartbreaking to watch. So if you listen to our last episode about the dead bird that she came across, she didn't take that so well. Of course, we're having dinner at the time, so she did not want to eat the rest of her food. And she was so hungry too. She she was starving for that food and then she couldn't eat it. She was absolutely devastated. We bring her up because I think there's a process to death that people are afraid of. And also not not even being afraid of it for your own life but you know when other people die there's a grieving process there and we just wanted to maybe talk a little bit about that so jada when someone dies why do they die okay the majority of the time you choose to die so i know that sounds harsh because a lot of people would hear this and go i would never choose to do that but when we're done with our life we will choose that it's time to go and at that point if you're asking if you as a human are just telling yourself that you want to die you're gonna also get a message sent to you from the pleiadians so the pleiadians for anyone that doesn't know they are the angels so that's a whole nother subject on its own when we talk about guardian angels and angels most people have that all mixed up there is our spirit guides which are our mentors like i was saying they are humans who have enlightened who are now in the spiritual realm guiding us to enlightenment that's what most people would consider an angel or a guardian angel they are not angels at all they are spirit guides they are different angels are pleiadians they are certain people on earth's ancestors they come from pleiades the planet so they are actually extraterrestrials when the fallen angels fell they were the originals that helped guide humankind and they're the ones that stayed good doing what their purpose was so they come down to you and they ask you do you actually want to go when people talk about near-death experiences and things like that usually if it's your unconscious mind or if you're saying that to yourself or and this isn't just like a like a, a quick thought of Oh, today was really crappy. I wish I was dead. It's not like that. There is an inner feeling of, I am done here. I can't do this anymore. Please take me away. And when you get that feeling, the universe hears that. That's why they say, be careful what you ask for. Because your thoughts manifest. So once they manifest, then you essentially have a near-death experience. And when people talk about a near-death experience and they end up not dying... If you ask anybody like that, they'll say that they had this big spiritual awakening, whether it's seeing God or anything. Generally, they will see something that looks like what they believe in. So a lot of people say that they saw Jesus. Unconscious mind, I just want to mention this quickly, hears the message and decides what it wants. 
but conscious mind sees pictures of things. So if you decide, yes, you're going to see something that you think is a spiritual awakening for your body that tells you, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm back. I'm, I'm going to keep here. doing this. So basically it's just the unconscious mind telling the conscious mind, that's what I've decided. This is what's happening. Yeah. You may see the Pleiadians. I know I've, um, when my grandpa passed away, I saw a Pleiadian come to the bed. Looked like an angel. Very bright, whitish blue color. Like, very beautiful. She, the one that came to me was female. She had long, like, whitish hair. She sat on the bed, and then when she left, I felt her go through my body, and it was very intense. Whether you see Jesus or whatever, the, it actually is just really white, bright light, and they come with this energy of pure love and then essentially you then say no then it's kind of over and you're back up to the libraries of heaven i just wanted to mention the fact that them coming back down for their soul only half of us leaves jada brings this up because it's actually a very touchy subject when it comes to the universe they're very concerned about the way that we deal with our bodies spreading our ashes is one of the worst things we could ever do which is so weird because that's all i've ever wanted i don't didn't want to be buried into the into the ground and neither does my mom and i know a lot of people feel the same way but when we burn ourselves our soul is spread everywhere and we can't come back to recollect it so it makes it really hard because when we go to into the libraries of heaven we have to come back here and find that part of our soul and when we have done something terrible to our body or we're missing pieces and all that it makes it very hard for that process to take place so the universe is very big on encouraging people to do a proper burial and if we look at ancient times they were very particular there was the mummifying and all these sorts of things that in itself is actually different it is part of part of that spiritual belief that is important to maintain the body in good condition we do not need to have our body in good condition we just need to make sure that it's all together so that the pieces are well well, if you listen to our our episode about the crystals and when the crystal breaks it's important to keep the crystal together because its soul is in there it needs to come recollect it we are exactly the same way another thing is that this isn't for everyone and this isn't something that really matters for that soul but if you really care for a family member and they've just passed and you kind of want to say goodbye and you didn't get that chance a funeral actually allows them to come back for that little bit of time. So they generally attend their own funerals. When you hear people plan their own funeral, and it really is a celebration of their life, isn't it? They are there. When we say those kind things and whatever else, they are watching and they are fully present and it's very important for them before they go back to the libraries of heaven. It's also important for you as well. Like I was saying before, if you really cared for a family member and you kind of wanted to get that experience of just saying goodbye to them after they're gone, a lot of people go up to the casket yeah, say goodbye. That's really important for both people. Know that they're listening. Know that they're there. Say your goodbyes. And know that they're in a better place. Would you say it's a better place? Or would you just say they're still... Still alive, I guess. Yeah, they're, it's, it's, not, not it's not better or worse. It's just It just is. They're just in a different place. And a place that they can watch over you for the, a little bit while they're still up in the libraries of heaven. They're able to watch over their family. They do spend quite a bit of time in the libraries of heaven. And they can feel your love. I know that a lot of people have been a bit odd about the fact that once they learn that they come back down it's a bit disheartening for those of you that think they go up to heaven 
and they're just watching over you. So they do watch over you for that first little bit. And when you have something really important in your life, uh, their spirit does come and watch sometimes. Our higher self, they're still up in the libraries of heaven. Let's talk about the suffering, okay? So for me, I know that, well, like Jada said, that when we learn these sort of things, it can be enlightening. Like it can, it can make you feel a little bit better, but, uh, or at peace. And then, but then on other ends, it can make things worse. So for me, it was nice to know the process because I like information. I like knowing the truth. But what I have noticed for me is I don't deal with the suffering very well anymore. So when something dies and suffers, even when I like kill ants now, yeah, they die and they go up to, you know, libraries of heaven and that soul is fine or that spirit is soul and spirit is fine the thought of them suffering at the hands of me and me taking their life away from them actually really bothers me now and that goes for everything when a plant dies i feel the same way you know i wonder how long did it suffer for what what kind of pain did it go through and like jenna said they chose to leave well in some cases so when we take it upon ourselves to kill an insect or a animal or something, did they choose that? That's a very hard subject because if you're physically torturing an animal, they definitely didn't choose that. But if you're... If it was an accident, yeah, it's generally a way out. Yeah. So for Talia, Talia hasn't... Um, we were talking about her not dealing with suffering very well. Even though she knows the process of how it works it doesn't make her feel any better about that being dying and um like jada says she does the same with people and everything it's it's a lot more touchy with animals but if you mention anyone that's passed she bawls her eyes out and it's not like she's super close with the people either yeah oh they can be complete strangers and she really struggles with that death and but like jada said there's still that grieving process for everybody we can know the truth we can know how it works and know that they're okay and all of these things but there's still that grieving process that we have to go through here at the end of the day they might still be available if you're a medium or whatever you go to a medium and you know you can connect with your you know, your loved ones it's still not the same as them being here with you they're still gone in the respect that they're not living they're not part of your life they can watch it but they're not part of it anymore so it's important to grieve but also let it go because they don't want you suffering they don't want you holding on to that maybe Jada we would do another episode on death that is more on poor choice suicide and things like that and don't forget like Jada said we kind of all choose suicide if we don't live out our full life um you know if you die from a heart attack or you die from medical issues that's actually suicide I know it sounds terrible but it's true because illness comes from you're not choosing there's a lot of people that have died or are like dying from medical issues are like given a warning it sounds absolutely absolutely terrible but they're basically given a warning and if you don't change your life change the path that you're on we're going to take you home because you're not doing what you're meant to be doing here that's essentially what the warning is and you get it loud and clear but you still have to consciously make that choice of i'm going to change my life it's like that near-death experience of yeah there are some people that i'm sure somebody knows that there that there are people that have medical issues and just choose to go oh whatever i guess i'm dying then yeah and they just they just give up and the universe doesn't at that point just takes you one lessons a a good one um i there was a a guy that had he had cancer and he needed to learn work work work-life balance essentially and 
um, he had some lessons to learn. So he got cancer and he went into remission and he, he healed and he then began teaching people how to naturally heal their cancer with this knowledge. And the ironic thing is, is he went right back into old patterns and he lost the balance and he got so caught up in helping everyone else that he didn't take care of himself. He ended up dying in the end from cancer, which is, you know, he spent all that time when he was healed helping other people survive cancer and then he ended up dying the same way but it's not because he was doing bad things it's because he didn't learn the lesson that was there for him that he needed balance yeah and and it's this isn't about doing bad things just like you're not gonna die if you do something bad it just it's yeah no it's a learning lesson it's just it's like we are given plenty of opportunities to change along the way and it's it's kind of you'd say it's kind of a joint decision would you say that like it's not un- unconsciously you are still choosing to go that's a conversation that you and the universe have before this all takes place yeah, it's so not just taken away from yeah you didn't just take people they they say they give you the option look you're not you're not fulfilling your purpose it's a time to come back here and just look at it from a different perspective from up in the libraries of heaven and that's that's a choice we make but that is just one way that we go there are others and i think we'll have to talk about that in another episode because there's so much more to go on about that process so so i think we've covered enough for right now we'll definitely do another episode on this yeah so we hope that this information was helpful and that you kind of get the grasp of how heaven and hell works or heaven and birth works and it's kind of opened your eyes to something that maybe you hadn't thought about before so anyways thank you for joining us and we look forward to doing another episode soon take care